Welcome to Light Steps Live. Our mission is to open the Word of God to edify the believer and evangelize the world, that people who follow Jesus can walk in the light as He is in the light. Now, let's turn our attention to God's Word. Howdy, friends, and welcome to today's episode of Light Steps Live. We're continuing with part number three in our series on the lovely little book of Jude. And we're going back today and visiting part of verse number four and unfold some thoughts from across the scope, particularly of the New Testament, but also some thoughts from the Old Testament about the craftiness of our enemy. Today's episode is called The Godless Exposed as Crafty Workers. Let's turn our attention to Jude, verse number three, and particularly today, verse number four. Beloved, although I was very eager to write to you about our common salvation, I found it necessary to write appealing to you to contend for the faith that was once for all delivered to the saints. For certain people have crept in unnoticed who long ago were designated for this condemnation, ungodly people who pervert the grace of our God into sensuality and deny our only master and Lord Jesus Christ. I want to hone in today on some of those, some thoughts surrounding those few words found in verse number four, for certain people have crept in unnoticed. I don't know if we if we always recognize the subtlety of how the enemy works. Um, if you were uh, to look over it, for example, into Ephesians chapter number six, a passage that is very famous for uh, talking about the whole armor of God. But if you were to look in that passage in verse number 12, Ephesians six twelve, it says, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. If, you know, if you were to see, like, number one, our, our war is not against people. People may be dupes. I mean, make no mistake about it. People are morally culpable for their own choices, their own sin, their own behavior. But often people are dupes of a crafty enemy. How do I know that? Back up one verse uh, in Ephesians chapter six, where it says to put on the whole armor of God. So you know that you might be able to stand, it says, against what? Against the schemes of the devil, the schemes. I mean, it just correlates perfectly with what Jude is saying here. There's a, there's a, there's a craftiness. There's a scheming quality about the nature of how the enemy works. And if we're going to begin to recognize false teaching, if we're going to recognize heretical teaching, if we're going to identify ungodly character, if we're going to identify ungodly teaching, then we've got to begin to appreciate how subtle, how crafty, how scheming the enemy truly is. And that's what Jude tells us here. He says, certain people have crept in. I, I took the the pleasure of going on BibleHub.com. It's a neat little tool I use on a regular basis. I recommend it. It's got some uh, wonderful old commentaries on it, but it also uh, has uh, 
several, I've never counted, but maybe uh, 15 or 20 different um, translations and a couple paraphrases of the Bible. And so I went and looked up Judah chapter one, verse four, and I just looked at it in various translations and and it just jumped out at me, translations and a couple paraphrases. Uh, You know, like the New International Version says, these people secretly slipped in. The New Living Translation says, now this is a, a very picturesque uh, way to put it here. It says they have wormed their way into your churches. Um, of course, what I read before was the English Standard Version where they crept in. You, you're starting to, you know, get, you can get a different image with each word choice of unfolding the, the, the Greek word that was used there. Uh, I, I'm, I'm doing this from memory. I think it's paraiso. Um, if you if you were to look it up, I think I'm I think I'm right. But they they use these different pictures, like in the NIV, when they say secretly slipped in, you sort of get the picture of a of a covert spy working, right? And uh, and uh, wormed in, you get a picture of a worm. You get a picture uh, of someone you know smoothly, blithely moving things out of the way and and getting in. In the English English Standard Version, when they say crept in you know you, you get a like a picture i picture a robber maybe a crook a criminal a thief someone who's sneaking around a place to break in um I, there's there's others too like the berean literal literal bible uses this phrase for certain men came in stealthily i sort of as soon as i read that word i pictured you know, those images of a ninja who are, you know, dressed all in black and are using the shadows and, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're coming by stealth so they can, so they can do a surprise attack on you. Uh, the, the King James Bible says they crept in unawares. So they use that same word crept, but that unawares just says like somebody's not paying attention. They're taking advantage of somebody not paying attention. That, that sort of caught my, caught my mind too. The CSB used the word stealth, uh, uh, just like the Berean literal Bible did. The Berean literal Bible said stealthily. They say stealth. If you look in the NASB, they also used the word crept, which was noticeable to me because the NASB is such a solid, uh, solid uh, Bible. Uh, I read in the good news paraphrase, good news translation paraphrase that says they slipped in. And as soon as I read that word, I was, I was jotting down some notes. I I wanted to read it and I wanted to write down the, 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 the the word picture that came to my mind. When I read slipped, I, I saw someone rushing to, to get into a subway car at the last moment. They just, they, they got it. Or somebody, the, the second image I got of that is how uh, we'll criticize politicians because, because they'll put up a bill for some needed spending, needed funding, but they'll slip in some special project um, in with it. And I just saw both of those images. It's like, ah, that's sort of legalistically sneaky and that's, and that's sort of opportuni- opportunistically sneaky. That's two pictures right there that just jumped right into my mind. Um, and th- there's others. I mean, you could go on all day. I looked up a, bu- I looked up a bunch of them. And, uh, I-, I think the, um, the consensus word that is used in English the most without a shadow of a doubt is, uh, crept in. They crept in. And so that's, that's picturesque. 
I did look in Eugene Peterson's paraphrase of the Bible called the message. And, and for this phrase in Jude chapter four, um, he, he says it like this. What has happened is that some people have infiltrated our ranks. Oh boy, that got me being a, being an old veteran. I, I was like, whoa, they, you know, infiltration. That's, that's spy stuff, but our ranks, I mean, they've entered, they've entered the ranks of those who are enlisted legally and rightly. And so it's, it, you know, they're tricking. All that being said, I think sometimes looking at, at the way that people have wrestled to put the, the word or words or phrase into English is often a very wonderful exercise to get our thoughts going so we can, we can sort of see how, how this, how this thing is pictured. Um, and so I, I do that quite frequently, not just here with Jude chapter four. So, so we understand that he's our enemy is scheming. We understand that though, though problems may manifest through people, they may, they may come out through, uh, our interactions with people. We understand from Ephesians 12 that people aren't our enemy. Our, our enemy is not even made out of flesh and blood. And so we just got to get that down pat. We're not fighting folks. But who we are fighting is very slick, very underhanded, very sly. He's, he's, he's a scheming character. And so if we're not aware of it in many very subtle ways, we'll allow uh, godless people with false doctrine to, to come into our way of thinking, our, our way of living, and will allow the gospel of the Lord Jesus to be perverted. And when, when Jude wrote this book, he, you know, he says very plainly, I wanted to talk to y'all about the salvation we share, but I see, I understand that certain people have snuck in amongst y'all and we have got to address these sneaky people and the schemes that they're doing. Let's like, let's look at a couple other places in scripture. One of the most famous cases you can see of this is, is all the way back in the garden account in, in Genesis chapter number three. Uh, we see there that the serpent is the most crafty, uh, uh, creature, uh, out there. He's, he's the, he's the, he's the sneakiest dude around. The serpent is more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God has made. That's, that's what the, the way it says exactly in Genesis 3 1. And so he comes to him. Uh, Genesis, the second part of Genesis 3, 1, he says to the woman, did God actually say you shall not eat uh, of the tree in the garden? You see, this is his his first piece of craftiness is that he's just casting doubt on what God said. He's causing people to question it. And 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 what's very interesting is the the serpent's questioning, this crafty questioning immediately gets Adam and Eve to misview God's command. This crafty questioning gets them to misview God's command. So he says, did God actually say, or, or I like how one translation put it, did God really say, you know, uh, I was talking to a young person the other day and they said, I can almost dunk. Okay, they're pretty short and pretty uh, unathletic. And I and I just said, can can you really dunk? And they said, yes. 
I said, can you really dunk? I, I was trying to, uh, you know, get the truth out of them by, by making them, you know, cast doubt on their saying, uh, on their statement. And they said, yes. And they started laughing and they said, on my little sister's plastic basketball goal. And we had a great laugh. But, but you know, it was that same sort of thought. I was like, did God really say? That's what, that's what the serpent says to Eve. I was like, did, can you really dunk? But in, 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 the, in, the, in the serpent's case, he's trying to cast the truth aside. In my case, I was trying to bring the truth to the forefront, right? And what I was using was just this sort of uh, polite method. That, that's, that's how crafty the devil is. Did, did God really say, did he, you know, seriously now, seriously, did God actually say you cannot eat of any tree in the garden? And so the woman says, you know, we may eat of the tree, fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said you should not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden. That's pretty accurate. Neither shall you touch it. Ah, ah. They've taken a legalistic approach and added their own law to it. And even says the consequences. If you do it, you'll die. Now, Here's where it gets really interesting. Genesis chapter three, verse four. But the servant said to the woman, you will not surely die. She said, come on now, seriously. You see how slick that was? Did God really say you can't have any of the fruit in the garden? No, 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 no. He didn't say that. He says we can't have uh, any any fruit from the tree in the midst of the garden. He says we can't touch it either. Okay, God didn't say you couldn't touch it. But he says, if we do it, we'll die. Oh, come on now. You can just hear the servant. Come on now. You're not going to die. Yeah, come on now. Do you see how crafty that is? Do you see it? And then he just tells us outright lie. You know, for God knows that when you eat it, I, when you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good of evil. Oh, my goodness. The, 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 the truth is, is they would know the shame of sin. The lie is that they would be like God. The, the truth is God was holding back what was harmful from them. The lie was, is that God was holding back what was helpful for them. This is very slick behavior. And so don't be surprised. Don't be surprised about the, um, sublimity of the, of the work of the enemy. Uh, I also think about another passage. I think about 2 Corinthians chapter number 11. If, you, if you're following along in your Bible, you might want to turn over there with me because I want to read a few verses there too. 2 Corinthians chapter number 11. Now, Paul is defending his calling and calling out false apostles in 2 Corinthians chapter 11. When he gets down to verse number 12, and I just want to read this bit for uh, immediate Context. He says, uh, and what I am doing, I will continue to do in order to undermine the claim of those who would like to claim that in their boasted mission, they work for this on the same terms we do. Okay. You see this? He said, I'm going to keep doing the right thing. Okay. Cause I want to point out folks that don't do the right thing. And I'm going to keep pointing out people to do the wrong thing because they're not doing the right thing. Timbo's paraphrase. So verse uh, 13. For such men are false apostles, deceitful workmen, disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. Verse 14. And no wonder, here's the, here's the, here's it, here it is right here, folks. It's going to hit like a hammer. And no wonder. 
In other words, no wonder they disguise themselves. These false apostles disguise themselves as workers of righteousness. And no wonder it says, 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. Verse 15, so it is no surprise if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. Their end will correspond with their deeds. You see that? Second Corinthians chapter 11, I read 12 through 15. See that? So uh, it's no wonder these, these godless workers disguise themselves. It's no wonder they creep in. They are just acting as agents of the enemy. They are working in concert with them. Amazing stuff. And and it's not just false teachers that can be deceitful. I just want to point this out. We could look at lots of things very directly in Mark chapter four, verse 19. The Bible says that, that wealth has a deceitfulness about it. There's all kinds of things that are deceitful. Um, but you see that, uh, you know, creeping, sneaking, scheming, breaking in, infiltrating all these powerful words. And we can, we can see this is exactly how the enemy works. Uh, you might call it that, that Satan has the ministry of, of subtlety. Now, it's not to say he will not do a frontal assault. Come on now. He will. But often creeping in is less noticed and more effective than the frontal assault. Now, the Bible actually says in Ephesians chapter one that we're all born dead in our trespasses and sins. And it goes on in, in Ephesians chapter two, verse two, to say that, said that we all walked after the prince of the power of the air. In other words, we all followed him until God rescues us and delivers us out of the domain of darkness, out of the snare of Satan, until God delivers us out of that and puts us into the kingdom of his beloved son and makes us people of light. We're all operating as agents of Satan, dupes of the enemy. We're all operating as operatives of darkness. And so in Jude, just, just to build the case here, that we're going to return back to in our next session. Uh, Jude, Jude just points it out point blank and plain. He says, listen, people have crept in. I want you to recognize this is a work of the enemy. It's sneaky. It's subtle. And this is how the enemy, enemy calmly and routinely works. Understand that friend. Not everything is in your face. Not everything is so obvious to us. The enemy creeps in, he creeps up, and he acts like a creep so that he can knock us off our game. Thank you for listening to today's podcast, Light Steps Live. Look forward to being together with you guys again very, very soon. Thank you for joining us on Light Steps Live today. My name is Katie Bose, and the rest of our production team is Andrew Liggett, Shannon Allen, and Steve Riley. Music provided by Banjo Ben Clark. Connect with Banjo Ben at banjobenclark.com. Light Steps Live is a listener-supported podcast. Would you be interested in sponsoring Light Steps Live? Go to our website, lightsteps.live, to contact us or make your donation. While you're visiting our website, check out the Light Steps blog for a short daily devotional. Tim Bowes is a pastor of East Rock Community Church and the executive director of My Life Matters, 
a gospel ministry with a focus on making disciples who become lifelong followers of Jesus. Discover more about My Life Matters at mylifematters.club.